1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. One hour already in the can as we begin our second hour from the Grand Forks Studios. Father Jason Lefford joining me, Father James Gross, priest of the Diocese of Fargo, and it is a pleasure, a privilege, and an honor to be visiting with you this morning and uh, having these uh, great conversations. Looking at the liturgical calendar, I was reminded here that uh, tomorrow we have a feast which has been recently upgraded from the level of memorial, the Feast of St. Mary Magdalene, the Apostle to the Apostles.
2: You know, at the end of July here, so the Holy Father, he he has certain things that he likes to shine on. One is Mary Magdalene, and it mm-hmm. was Anna Joachim, which mm-hmm. is coming up as well. He So both kind of, wants to emphasize the dignity of the role of the woman in the church and also the dignity in the role of the grandparents in the church
1: right and then also a week from tomorrow the it, it's it's expanded what previously had just been the memorial of saint martha is i believe now the memorial of martha mary and lazarus so we at least get the two siblings yeah, in on the act i think that you know again there's
2: this competition between the two sisters you can't leave can't Honor one without honoring both of them because they're going to be fighting in heaven there. Yeah. So we got to
1: balance the thing <laughs> out. You know, that's right. That's right. I uh, we had the uh, gospel for those who may recall about uh, the two sisters, Mary and Martha. And I like to mention whenever that comes up that I'm positive that uh, Martha is the patron saint of German from Russia farm <laughs> families because uh, always, know, always doing, always doing. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody else has to, <laughs> you know, keep them in line. M- much, much anxiety. <laughs> worried about many things. Must... Your right she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Better keep on moving. <laughs> if you're sitting still, something's wrong. <laughs> oh, well, um, hopefully not necessarily anxiety, but a lot of uh, keeping moving, especially as the upcoming term is uh, coming up. We have a special guest with us in the studio in Fargo from St. Paul's Newman Center. Nathan Carr, welcome to Real Presence Live.
3: Yeah, thank you, Fathers, for uh, having me on. It's a pleasure.
1: Now, what is the specific title that, that you have there besides uh, Jack of all trades? Right. Well, that's the truth, <laughs>
3: right? You wear many hats. Uh, so my title is Director of Campus Ministry. So I oversee our whole campus ministry platform, uh, oversee our peer ministers, our focus team, and uh, basically anything that, that reaches the students on campus. So so all things in service to them.
2: Okay, there's a burning question. We want to get kind of your background story, but before we do that, Everybody's wondering, who's not nearby, what's happening with the Newman Center project and so forth? Are you actually in the, the new fantastic millions of dollars building right. kind of thing or give us an update Absolutely. Quick just on, on that side yeah of so
3: we've we've been since the end of January early February into sort of the administrative wing of that so the offices and we've been operating out of there uh, come uh, beginning of August so definitely in time by the fall when the students uh, come back we're going to be having the the Commons area released to us so that's all the gathering spaces the coffee shop that we have in there the student lounges um, social hall kitchen uh, so we'll have all of that space so pretty much Everything but the chapel uh, will be released to us and finished.
2: And where, where will the liturgies and so forth take place in the, in the, in the in fall semester?
3: Right. So currently we have a temporary day chapel set up. We're going to move that temporary chapel upstairs in the social hall and use a portion of the social hall so that way all of our masses can be under one roof again for the first time in wow. over three years. So this is a Fantastic. huge, huge blessing for us. We're not going to be quite so spread out, quite so nomadic, um, and I yeah. think it's going to be a real benefit
2: to our students. And you know from your background how important that is to have the spiritual expression and the social educational all that expert together I absolutely mean, it's, it yeah talk about mm-hmm. being in exile for yeah a
3: three years place matters you know and, and and being in one place is is going to really help us concentrate on hospitality and and help us really spend our energies on the things that matter more, so the formation of our students. And is, and, is,
2: yeah, Is there a goal or just uh, when they think that the, that grand, new, beautiful chapel will, will be ready? Any that,
3: that uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not quite uh, uh, smart enough or wise enough to know a date on that one. Very so good. we're hoping sometime next year. But uh, there's a lot of moving parts to that project. Very so so just any. ask everybody's prayers for a successful uh, completion to that. In and,
2: you know, and I, I just feel an obligation on my part. to I, I really do want to express incredible gratitude to father cheney um yes I, in mm-hmm. many ways he has sacrificed his life here for the last seven years i mean his whole pre- but yeah. in a very a very talk about pouring yourself out beyond and above the call and i just i and i really and i appeal to our listeners you know pray pray for him in particular i mean he he has paid a huge personal price and Talk talk about just an inspiration, and we we have no clue behind the scenes everything that he has sacrificed and done yeah. to make this come together. And I I personally, who used to be in this ministry, am so personally grateful to him and the sacrifice. And I every day I actually say a special prayer just for his vocation, his priesthood, and blessings upon him because uh, the you know the evil one would really want to take him down because that would you know as a mockery of the whole thing of what is being accomplished there. And So we, we yeah. are tremendously grateful to.
1: We would also be remiss not to mention uh, the great help that Monsignor Greg uh, Schlosselman has mm-hmm. been giving there at uh, St. Paul's Newman Center as well, and also uh, thanks to uh, nearby parish, Holy Spirit, who I believe hosted uh, Sunday afternoon right. uh, masses for the last couple of years or so. Absolutely. Um, so uh, before we launch into some of the nuts and bolts of what's happening there at St. Paul's and, and kind of look at uh, their background, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, yeah. and, uh, uh, and, and how you came Into this role,
3: Yeah, so uh, I'm a graduate of North Dakota State University. I graduated back in 07 with a degree in microbiology. Um, Instead of going right into that field, though, I I spent a couple years as a missionary with Focus, as we kind of mentioned at the the beginning of this hour, and uh, that took me to the state of Illinois, where I ended up meeting my now wife. We've been married happily for 13 years, have six children, five with us, one in heaven, and uh, we spent uh, about 11, a little over 11 years living in her hometown of Peoria, Illinois, and I worked in Catholic health care. Uh, during that time. Along the way, I uh, went back to school, got a graduate degree in uh, theology with a concentration in medical ethics, thinking that, you know, being in Catholic healthcare, that was going to be the path God was going to take me on, is just serving uh, different people through those difficult medical situations, helping them discern the right path through and what their choices are. Um, you know, and, and that was sort of the trajectory I was on until a couple years ago, uh, as we've all experienced, uh, the world was upended a little bit. and uh, And so at that point, we kind of took Look at the state of the world and, and really just where we are at in the state of Illinois and just um, the, the you know, the, the governance of that state and the overall condition of the culture there. And we, we looked at our children at the time. We had uh, four of them at home. Our, our son, James, had just been born. And and we just said, you know, I think for the sake of these children, uh, we need to be in a more wholesome culture, something that's a little more intact with the family life, a little more intact. And so we made the decision to move back up to North Dakota. Um, and so we we came back here, and I was working at a local biotech uh, manufacturing company at the time that 's kind of what brought us up and Not looking to get back into full time ministry, but uh, got invited to speak on a panel um, at the end of the year banquet at the newman Center and mm. afterwards, Father Cheney had just uh, mentioned that he was looking for a new campus minister, and would I be interested and um, you know he said it kind of tongue in cheek a little bit half joking because um you know the the role that I was in in uh, a biotech manufacturing was from a professional sense, um, you know, definitely on the upward trajectory, right? Um, and so, uh, but it, it did stir my heart because that that zeal for mission was always there. My wife and I, we'd always been doing various apostolates and parish ministries all throughout the years uh, since we were missionaries. So being able to get back into that really appealed to us. And so uh, the long and the short was him and I had lunch. We, you know, took it to prayer. Uh, my wife and I took it to prayer and we said, you know what, this is the time um, for that concerned about the culture, which we were. Uh, What better place than campus ministry to try to impact that and rebuild true culture? So that, that brought us back.
1: Now, the, um, the area of Fargo, um, there may be a lot of listeners who haven't been to the Fargo-Moorhead area, but uh, on the uh, intersection of 12th Avenue North at University Drive, uh, it looks very different now, that uh, property, than it did many years ago from their uh, humble start. I guess uh, the, the original property was built uh, in the 50s, and there's been a, a tremendous growth in um, you know the uh, student enrollment at NDSU over the decade. So uh, talk a little bit about how you guys are going to be better suited to handle uh, the, um, the needs of the Catholic population on
3: campus now. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think um, w- one thing that we retain at this, uh, you know, the new property is the location, right? So we are just across uh, the street from the main entrance or the old main entrance, I suppose, to campus. So it's, it's ideal real estate. From a campus ministry standpoint, because we can launch right on there. It's within yeah. walking distance of everything within the campus. That makes a huge difference, just in access to the students. Uh, right. But now, you know, with the new property, we have, um, you know, a whole, basically a whole city block worth of real estate to work with. So, just in terms of scope and scale, we have a lot more space to work with for our ministries, better gathering spaces, more unique spaces to teach out of. Uh, we actually have a student classroom built right into the Newman Center to help build up our Catholic. Studies program so that our students coming to study, you know, nursing or engineering or education, whatever their their particular uh, form of education might be, will be able to get uh, formal education in our Catholic studies program that we're working on and developing. So we have a couple classes right now that are college level uh, Catholic courses at NDSU. So, uh, Catholic View of the Human Person and Catholic Social Teaching will be offered this fall.
2: So Nathan, I have a question. So I I uh, used to be the pastor at um, St. Thomas Aquinas mm-hmm. Newman Center at UND University of North Dakota. The and so I I had been a student there, and then when I as a student and seminarian there, we used to have this famous uh, president of the University of North Dakota, Thomas Clifford, and he mm-hmm. he was Catholic, and and the origins of that university actually the Newman Center was in the Fargo diocese right there at the beginning. They were worked together cooperatively. For example, the, the priests on campus provided the, the classical languages department and the philosophy department for the university. Mm-hmm. And across the years, they grew together. And, and, and it, was, it was used as a model nationwide for cooperation between the private and public. When I came back as pastor, I discovered the whole environment had changed, and the Catholic Church was seen as more of an enemy than a cooperator with the university. Maybe we have to take a quick break, but maybe on the other side, could you respond to, what have you noticed with cooperative style between... Um, the newman center and the university is is that is that
1: mending are you seen as a helpmate or as kind of an enemy of public education (laughs) that's a great cliffhanger and we will pick that up on the other side of this break we are visiting with nathan carr from st paul's newman center at uh, north dakota state university and we'll continue after this break you're listening to real presence live Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come
0: on the Real Presence Radio Network.
4: Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701 290 4503. Let's get started.
1: SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. Father Jason Leffer joining me, Father James Gross, priest from the Diocese of Fargo, and we are visiting with Nathan Carr, who is the uh, Director of Campus Ministry at St. Paul's Newman Center at North Dakota State University. Uh, just a reminder before we get back into this conversation that uh, there are some changes afoot with regard to the specific programming that we are offering in, on Real Presence Radio, and uh, we encourage you to go to our website, com, and In order to get the specific lineup of in your part of the listening area the various programs that are available uh, both uh, during the week and on weekends so that uh, that website is your catholic radio station dot com now before the break uh, father leffer and i were visiting with you about the um, the the climate of a newman center on a public university and um, opportunities for you know partnership and synergy and maybe where uh you know there some difficulties with that. So in the time that you've spent there uh, so far at NDSU, uh, what has been your experience with that in terms of trying to um, uh, work with, uh, you know, the uh, university administration?
3: Yeah. So in general, uh, I think like a lot of parts of our overall culture, it's become uh, more secular and in a lot of ways more hostile. Um, So I think on, on a large scale institutional level, there isn't maybe as much buy-in from the top down um, in terms of faith-based programming and things like that, how we can serve our students. However, uh, we do have good collaborative relationships built up with sort of more local areas uh, within campus. So sometimes that's, um, you know, college professors that are very friendly to our Catholic studies vision and have allowed us and sponsored us to get those courses in the course catalog. And then we have a pretty good relationship also with um, the student activities office. So getting you know, our, our Bison Catholic uh, branded uh, activities into um, the campus, you know, campus catalogs and things like that, of what they'll actually help us promote and, and sponsor us in some of that. So we have good relationships built up with uh, some of those individual entities. Um, you know, as far as the administration as a whole, it can it can definitely a dog be a dog fight sometimes, depending on the issue sure. and the people we're talking. So, so it really comes down to specifics. You know, mm-hmm. who specifically are we dealing with, and, and what's the relationship that we have built up with that individual? Yeah.
1: One other question I wanted to be sure to bring up with you uh, regards the um, uh, the influence that uh, the Newman Center has had on particular students discerning a possible call to priesthood yeah. and a consecrated religious life, and in your recent newsletter, there was a great cover story about uh, five gentlemen who were beginning the journey of uh, seminary formation. I believe you basically used the font of five guys guys. from that uh, fast food chain, but in in Hunter Green, so I thought that was a really Uh uh, clever sort of move. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that have been happening there uh, with the Newman Center about uh, vocation discernment.
3: Absolutely. So uh, one of the great things that we have with the Newman Center um, in the new part is our faith-based housing, and one of the units that we have in there is the Cardinal Minch's men's hall. So it's an eight bed suite that specifically is meant for men as more of a discernment hall. And so they have a formation dinner every week and, and um, really in in a lot of ways take on uh, more of the responsibilities of various liturgical roles within the Newman centers operation so that they can get a front row seat in their discernment uh, of their vocation. Uh, And so out of that men's hall last year of the five seminarians that we had three of them actually had been living in that men's hall Uh, so that's a huge huge benefit to us because community is one of those things that both builds and transforms culture and it's where You know, people have that that good effect on one another, you know, so that they build each other up in virtue, inspire each other, help encourage each other in maybe some of those more courageous uh, steps in their life, you know, as going from living under your parents through young adult stages. Sometimes you just need that influence, positive influence of one of your peers to say, you know what? I can courageously step out and follow the Lord where he's calling me. Yeah, there
1: have also been um, numerous uh, women who have uh, uh, pursued a, a call to uh, the consecrated religious life as well from, right. uh, from, from there, haven't there? There
3: have been, and we have great relationships built up with a number of religious orders. So the Sisters of Life have um, it's almost like a standing reservation with us. They're up here three times a semester for a few days each each visit, and they offer spiritual accompaniment to our students uh, and, and just give them a witness to the religious life. We also have a relationship built up with the Nashville Dominicans, so they'll visit us a couple times a year. Um, and, and other orders that we have on the books that we're still finalizing details, so I don't want to divulge right. too much. But, but we have uh, a number of other orders, and the CFRs are going to be joining us this fall as well. Um, uh, Father Perfect. Emmanuel is going to be giving a keynote talk in October, so... Um, so a lot of religious uh, orders and we're trying to get as many different charisms uh, for our students to be exposed to so yeah. they can discern that element of, of their A lot of family.
1: exciting stuff happening there. Now one other thing we want to visit about is this new podcast yeah. that uh, you have launched. Uh, tell us more about this if you would.
3: Yeah, so uh, one of the, the things in our new Newman Center is a, a really great media studio. Uh, and so one of the visions we had for that is to build up and grow a podcast. So we're about three weeks in. The podcast is called Iron Iron sharpens iron, and it's uh, uh, based off of Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, uh, which states as uh, Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So this really embodies what we feel what we're trying to accomplish at the Newman Center with with building up these authentic friendships in Christ, uh, and and having these friendships amongst our students actually elevate their character through virtue formation, leadership formation. So Iron sharpens iron is sort of a hat tip to to that uh, effort that we have overall in our Newman Center. And is allowing us to cover topics that maybe we don't have the time or the luxury to in a live setting, whether it's a small group Bible study or a large group formation, and we can kind of do a a longer deep dive into some of these topics. So, so far we've recorded three episodes, I think two have published, Um, you know, we did an introductory episode on on what the podcast is, what we hope to see from it, um, and then uh, went into family life and, and did an episode on that, and most recently recorded one on prayer.
2: And that—that's exciting stuff. I mean, just that whole media concept, like not shying away from the challenges of the world, diving right in there and say, "Hey, we—we're we, valuable. We, have, Christ, has something here to say. Yeah, uh, in this, and hey, we'll put it out there. And and you never know. It's—it's kind of like going fishing, you know. Right. You never know who you're going to catch and all that. You know, Nathan, you've been—you've been at this now. I mean, you can be called a veteran here from sure. your, your beginning to end. What What are some of the things that you have noticed, uh, maybe from your own? journey your own life then entering into ministry focus and so forth to your where you are now are, are there are there changes are there in dealing with the youth the young people right. and, and specifically like and are are there reasons for hope to be hopeful here going forward in the future or is there, are we at a place of just incredible Great challenge darn kids yeah, no, no, <laughs> you know seriously is it just are we entering into a, yeah. a more time kind of a darkness or is there actual right. reasons to be hopeful here? oh i think
3: i think there's always reasons to be hopeful and and maybe one of the thing i seen more over the years uh is just through my own children and raising children so my oldest abigail she's 10 uh as i mentioned the youngest is is four months so i've gotten to sort of see this sort of path of development and childhood development if we've been trying to raise our own kids in the faith and you know grow them up in and devotion and love of our lord um, and And I see what what I see with the students coming at least at our campus is is a real willingness to want to improve and I think that's something very general in the college age years, whether it's somebody that's of no particular faith or religious background, uh, but they come to college wanting to be improved right they want to come get a degree get education get training so that they can improve the state of their life so they're already sort of naturally filled with hope and we're able to tap into that um, through our faith based programming to really show them an even a deeper and more exalted way of life um, and, and what I'm seeing in the students that come through our Newman Center is it is, is a great cause for hope because I mean the, the passion that they have and the zeal that they have and the hope they have they want to go out and go on mission. I mean, they, they're, a lot of them are spending their entire summer doing various mission projects and pilgrimages. And, and that's inspiring to me to say, you know, they could do anything with their time, but they're choosing very specifically to give it over to the Lord and to help build up his kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I see, I just see a creativity there as well, that they're going to, the Lord is going to grow things out of them and, and, achieve certain breakthroughs through them that the world desperately needs right now. So I think there's there's a cause for hope because they're the solution. So
2: what I hear you saying is just by their nature, they come with a desire to be committed. Yeah. And and, cause the world would tell you that, no, no, it's, you know, but there's a natural desire for them to be committed. And if you can kind of direct it, make the connection, boom off yeah. and running
3: yeah they want to give their life to something meaningful and and I've, i think there's there's been some research i can't quote exactly where where it's from but i come across it that says that that this generation uh would rather do something you know a type of work or be in a profession that's meaningful rather than will make them rich Right, And I think that actually has changed a little bit since generations mm-hmm. past. So I think they're already innately looking for that meaningful mission, that cause to go after, to help just improve the world in general. If we can sort of give them that transcendent vision of our Catholic faith, then they're actually going to do it in a way that's um, kingdom right. building rather than just merely you know, trying yeah. to impact the world. It's a post
1: millennial generation that we're working mm-hmm. with here, you know, and so there's has uh, been changes that have happened just in the last decade or so and yet uh the consolation is that as it says in the letter to the Hebrews, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So a- a- as you're looking ahead here, and frighteningly so it's not all that long until the next school year begins. So uh students will start coming back on campus, fall semester starting in late August. Uh what are um a couple of the main uh events that you guys stage in order to help uh, welcome yeah. everyone back
3: so we have a robust welcome week uh, offering we have large social events and outreach events uh, every single day of pretty much the first two weeks of campus. So things from volleyball and watermelon, ultimate frisbee, we have a great Bison Catholic live show that is just sort of like a variety show. There's some student testimonials uh, built in there. And then um, all sorts of different uh, opportunities for registration for students. Uh, So as as they're trying to find out what their college year wants to look like, we're trying to place ourselves right in their midst, right in the crossroads of where they're going to be so that we can get them registered and then hopefully get them plugged into small group Bible studies, into our various service opportunities, retreats, and things I like
2: see that. the pun that you did there, Nathan, right at the crossroads
1: of, of 12th and university. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, Nathan Carr, thanks so much for joining us. Your um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, podcast is Iron Sharpens Iron. I am assuming that that will be available wherever people wherever get their podcasts. podcasts yep. Spotify, just to search Apple, for that yep. title.
3: Exactly. Yep. And Fantastic. you can also link to it on our website, bisoncatholic.org. Very good.
1: And uh, blessings to you and uh, the, your family and also to your students. All right.
3: Thanks so much. Appreciate it.
1: All righty. Well, it is National uh, National Natural Family Planning Awareness Week uh, coming up this week. So, what is NFP? Our next guest, Marissa Dupong, will join us to tell us more. Please stay with us for this last segment.